The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You guys ready? Welcome to the revolution. I hope you're paying attention. You wanted it. I love it. We delivered it. Now just giving murderous primitives the power of fire. This show is already starting off terribly. Feeding your outdoors addiction with analysis, insight, and expertise. Don't be so obnoxious. (laughs) (laughs) For over 15 years, we are the voice of outdoor radio and the pulse of a nation. That is why you are here. Let the revolution with Jim and Trav begin. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. Uh, let's suit up. It's time for, what are we calling this? Are you two ready to play one sudden death round of Know Your Small Game Nutritional Guide? Or not. Oh, yes. This sounds exhilarating. Uh, th- I think it would be very difficult to prepare for this. I, I don't know. All right, so here's the deal. We only have one question, and you two have one chance. By the way, that's Jim and Ms. And there's Bunny. one right answer. Uh, one right answer. So which small game animal packs the greatest punch in regards to calories in one three-ounce serving? Now, here's the deal. Is it the adorable Mrs. Bunny, the cottontail, perhaps, the squirrely squirrel, the uh, disgusting possum, the intriguing raccoon, the adorable beaver, or uh, the weather-predicting groundhog? Which one of those small game animals packs the greatest punch in one three-ounce serving? Oh, my goodness. Uh, raccoon was one? Yep. That definitely can't be it. I'm going to go possum just because that's weird. <laughs> They kind of look like an old bald man. Yeah. <laughs> Watch how you say old oh, bald man. Well, you're not bald. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what is it? All right, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm actually going to say beaver. Oh, you're both wrong. And I thought it was That funny. was the plan. Yeah, no. <laughs> it actually is Bunny, the raccoon. One, three... Seriously? Yeah, 217. And Jimbo, you said the beaver? Yeah. Does it also tell you how many parasites you're going to take in in that same three-ounce serving? Oh, of course, you're going (laughs) to die within the first three weeks of eating it. No, compared to the beaver, only has 180 calories. So go on a beaver diet. Go on a beaver diet, and you'll actually lose weight and swim better. (laughs) All right, so we are talking about America's most unwanted on today's show, hunting for the forgotten or less desirable species, as well as highlighting some invasive species across the country it's gonna be a good show you know you, know, I, you said species three times in well, one sentence hey be nice to me you Uh-oh. know what i say what small game hunting it's fun to go out for small game hunting yeah i love it the village people yeah, yeah. That's, i was even doing the hand moves there. you didn't like that I was obviously you knew the song i'm, who, who I'm probably <laughs> The bunny just said the village people. <laughs> All right, that tank. I like the Indian. All right, so you know, on today's show, we're actually going to do a double header with Stephen Rinella. Awesome guy. Make sure you watch me. He's the meat eater. He's the meat eater. Thursdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. Plus, we're going to be joined by Mitch Petrie. Make sure you check out Warden's presented by Streamline. It's going to be returning to an outdoor channel, Q3, but he is the vice president of uh, programming for Outdoor Sportsman Group. Cool guy. Plus, Tim McWelch. 
our resident survival expert. He's going to be telling He's us about guru. Uh, which little animals are easy to catch and kill and eat and eat uh, in the backcountry in a survival situation. Plus, Miss Bonnie! Hey, guys. You are here? Yeah. Uh, what are you going to talk about? Uh, a little bit of small game hunting. Some bullfrogs and some jackrabbits. Bullfrogs. All right, this small game hunting with Mrs. Bunny is brought to you by Nissan. <laughs> And now, Mrs. Bunny. She's a nice girl. Oh, yeah. She's a sweetheart. Dude, a saint. A goddess. A princess. You know what? She's kind of like Mother Teresa. With Small Game Hunting, brought to you by Nissan. So, where we live in Kansas... Uh, is the beginning of bullfrog season. So gear yourself up now. I don't know what exactly the regulations are in every other state, you know. Uh, Frog gigging is kind of a forgotten art. There aren't that many people that actually do it anymore, but it's worth the time to learn. It's fun, gives you something to do at night, and you should encourage your kids to do this instead of going out with their friends. At least you know that they'll be... I guess safer walking around with a spear and pitch black than going out with their friends and partying. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I Dodging think so. snakes and spiders. I, I think I'd rest here. I think I'd rather have them do this these days. Anyways, um, so it's really simple and it's really even better inexpensive because you don't need much gear in order to bullfrog hunt. Uh, you can do it either with a gig or by hand. So all you need is an LED flashlight or headlamp. Headlamp is best because you have both hands free. Um, some old shoes that you don't mind getting nasty and preferably some that you never really really want to wear again after that. I wear gym shoes. That's and it. Then either <laughs> and they're a, new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, either a pillowcase or a cooler. I prefer a cooler. It kind of keeps things a little cleaner and stuff, but yeah. that's up to you. So it's best done at night. Uh, so rest yourself during the day and then head out when it's completely dark. This, see, this is what I mean. The kids that are on summer break, they can sleep all day and frog go frogging all night. Yep. So. Um, you can use a boat or a float tube or a canoe, or you can just honestly go on foot. And so you need to go out, get out into the water and then work your way in around the edges and then the shallows where there's some grass and things like that and shine up your light onto the bank and into the grasses near the edge. And you're going to look for eyes that illuminate the way that a deer's eyes do or a cat's eyes do. And gently you work your way toward it. Uh, the trick is once you get within 10 or 15 yards to shine your light right into their eye because the bright light actually mesmerizes them and they kind of just sit there dumbfounded mm-hmm. and that allows you to get close enough to um, come within striking distance so at that point you're going to either if you can get close enough you're on, if you're on foot if you're going to do just do it by hand you can grab them firmly and shove them in your sack or grab your uh, gig and let it fly and hope you've aimed with enough precision to land that bullfrog and um, if you do Grab it, bring it back in, put it in your cooler, and um, keep moving on to uh, the next spot. You can do it all night. Kind of bag limits are pretty generous. You got to check your state's regulations, but you can um, have quite a few of them every single night. And they're and good eating. You've eaten actually, a ton. I, I really legs. like uh, you, you get those bigger ones, the smaller ones. A lot of work to do because you got to skin them and then you do all the things you need to do to cook them and, and so forth. But the big ones, holy cow, that's really good. It's yeah, great you can get some big ones out there. Cajun frog legs and things like that. They're fantastic. All you have to do is uh, Google it. All right, so plenty of stuff out go there. Go frog gig. And what else you got? Hair. Oh. Hair hunting. Like rabbit? Jim, but no, what? Jimbo's looking for a toupee. He's going hair hunting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Jackrabbits are not actually rabbits at all. Jackrabbits are in the hair family. They yep. don't they don't nest like cottontails. Their young are 
born with their eyes open for everything they're ready to go and so they are not I mean, considered they, they're born and they just run exactly wow yep. they're they the born goofy ears yeah they're they're not actually rabbits they're considered hares okay so um everybody kind of gets the summertime itch to hunt and yeah. they're waiting for fall and everybody has baited breath for deer but there's plenty to hunt during the summer and and jackrabbits are a great opportunity because especially where we live there is a ton of them you can't drive down the road with nearly hitting two or three before you get to the next town so um they can run up to 30 miles an hour oh man and have a jumping distance of about 20 feet so if someone's that's so easy i don't want to hunt something yeah. no it's not unless you're like a sniper this is not all that easy okay so um it can evade predators meaning coyotes or you they run in a zigzag pattern which scares every other jackrabbit in the area and they can even <laughs> dog paddle they can jump into a pond and really? they can dog paddle to evade you there i mean it would be hair pedal right? yeah, yeah i think so <laughs> i have no. never seen that really. yeah they really can't and so wow. it's not like they're like easy game you know uh they weigh in at around six to eight pounds and you can hunt them year round there's really generous bag limits so you can take home more than enough for dinner and some for the freezer too but these are year-round hunting and they're big suckers little hair stew six pounds that's a lot of food right there yeah absolutely it is so you can actually find hair in your stew <laughs> all right so america's most wanted on today's show mrs bonnie talking about hairs Woo-hoo. and a frogging and having raccoon for dinner tonight. Having raccoon for dinner tonight. <laughs> All right, so coming up next, don't go anywhere. We're going to do a special two-part interview with Stephen Ranella. He is... Coming up next. No, the meat eater. Oh. Uh, Thursdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time on Sportsman Channel. Don't go anywhere. He is next. Big shout-out, though, to Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, Nissan, Remington, Silencer Shop, Cabela's, and High Mountain Seasonings. Got to get to a break. Miss Bunny! Thanks, guys. You are amazing. See you next week. Have a great weekend. And everybody jump on. Small game hunting is fun to go out for. No one's jump. Small game hunting. Cause Jimmy's no fun. <laughs> All right, so we'll get to a break. We'll return with Steven Ranella. Mediator. Right after this. <laughs> it's cool to follow the revolution on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We'll keep you up to date on everything to do with the outdoors and more. JimandTrev.com. Stay tuned. We'll return right after this. Nick loves a good road trip. We're going down to Mexico. And Nick loves to hunt. That's the most redneck fun I've had in a while. Nick's Wild Ride, an all-new original series. I love this job. Fridays at 7.30 Eastern, exclusively on Outdoor Channel. Want to get your kids involved after the hunt? Try our new hot dog making kit that they are sure to love. High Mountain Seasonings is your one-stop shop for everything delicious. Visit us online at HIMTNJerky.com. That's HIMTNJerky.com. You know that feeling when you're driving a pickup? Ooh, yeah. No, not that feeling. The one where you're towing a trailer up a 6% grade, and it's hot enough to fry an egg on your hood. It's not that you're worried, but there's a voice asking questions in the back of your head. What if my engine overheats? What if I'm stranded up here? What if the trailer acts up on the next turn? You know what'll drown that voice out? The roar of the Cummins engine in your Nissan Titan XD. The Titan's got enough power to handle tough hills, and its trailer's way control will help keep your cargo from getting any ideas. So, as you crest the final ridge, there's only one voice you should be hearing. And it's saying, make way for the king of the mountain. The Nissan Titan XD, with available Cummins diesel, take on every duty. 
The Cummins diesel and trailer sway control are available options. Towing capability varies by configuration. See Nissan Owner's Manual and Towing Guide for proper use. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. We're on the hunt for America's most unwanted and invasive species. Now, here's a special two-part interview with Stephen Ranella from Meat Eater on Sportsman Channel. This is part one. Hey, we're back. This is a revolution with Chiba Trap. Before the break, we heard from Mrs. Bunny, and she talked about bullfrogs and hares. The old ball and chain. Yeah. <laughs> now we can have some fun that that old hag. She's gone. That old hag's gone. We can party. All right, so America's what? Most unwanted. Most unwanted. Thank you so much. Guess what? Our next guest? Uh-oh. Hi. His name is... What? His name is... Who? His name is... Steven Rinella. Okay. <laughs> I don't look so cool now. All right, so make sure you watch Meat Eater Thursdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. All right, so you know, Steven, it's great to have you on the show. Jimbo, when most people think of uh, hunting, what do they gravitate towards? Always big game. Big game. But, I mean, what about muskrats? What about them? Porcupine, they're fun to hunt. There's no booted crack porcupines. But, you know, I would venture to say, Stephen, that 80% of what you think, Jimbo, 80% of hunters don't go after feral hogs. I mean, you want real adventure? Try Nutria. Are we wrong about that, Stephen? I, I just came back from kind of like uh, uh, today. I mean, I just walked in the door from kind of like ground zero of wild pigness, which oh. is down in South Texas. Oh, I came home yeah. with 58, 58 pounds of uh, 58 pounds of cut and wrap wild pork. And it's like a little funny down there because you're always told about how there's so many pigs and they can't get rid of them. But I was hunting on a buddy's place, right? And it's very, it's like very hard. And I hear from a lot of guys who get frustrated who are saying like, hey man, I thought there's like this big gigantic pig problem, but I can't get on anybody's place to hunt unless I'm willing to pay. So it's kind of one of those weird things. Like on one hand, you're hearing that there's all these pigs. On the other hand, guys are like, then how come I'm not being invited out to hunt? And it's just like, it's a little bit complicated, a little bit confusing to a lot of people that I hear from, but there are a lot of species out there that are great hunting great eating that people just don't care about. Yeah, I don't know. You know, the, the, the funny part about it, I, I went to southern Louisiana to hunt squirrel. And, you know, that yep. is almost a dying tradition of squirrel There's hunting. There's no ex- one's out there. Yeah, it's some small pockets in, like, Georgia and so forth, some places where they have squirrel dogs do they hunt them. But for the yep. most part, they're just bushy things that you find on the highway. And it's, and it's a shame, and it's to blame for this nation's uh, poor hunting skills. Because, listen... Like, when I was a kid, I grew up in Michigan. September 15th was the opening day of squirrel season. You could hunt squirrels through January. There were more days out of the year you could hunt than you couldn't hunt. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So people like people who are, like, fixated on deer, it's like, even if you bow hunt, right? Maybe you get six weeks, whatever, two months. If you're a rifle hunter for deer in a lot of states, your hunting resume for the year, your hunting calendar for the year, is 10 days. A dude who expands out to squirrels and rabbits, it's always hunting season for that guy. And I'll tell you what, another observation I've had over the years, I hear guys all the time griping about no place to go, getting permissions and stuff. If you go bang on a farmer's door, and you're like, hey man, I'm thinking about coming out and shooting one of your giant bucks, how that sound? Of course <laughs> the guy's going to tell you no. <laughs> yeah. you, go out, you go out during the off season. Go out there in January when no one's banged on his door for a long time and get in on squirrel. And then what I do, I'll text that farmer 
pictures of the meals I cooked with the squirrels I got in his farm. Oh, wow. He'll think I'm nuts. He'll think I'm nuts. He'll laugh, but he'll love you for it because <laughs> people are like, especially farmers, pragmatic people, man. They want to know that resources are being used wisely, right? And then down the road, that guy's like, you know what? Why don't you come out and hunt deer too? I'm telling you, I have seen it happen and heard of it happen time and time again. It's like, not only are you doing a self a favor by learning how to hunt, chase a small game, but you're tackling all these other problems, like how to get in on properties, how to deal with competition, how to get the woods to yourself. You really, people need to be out there. I'm telling you. Oh yeah. And you know, if you want to hone your sniping skills, old ditch leopards, go shoot some feral cats, <laughs> man. And you want to talk about being a good conservationist, start taking out some cats. I know you really don't want to eat them, but if you, I mean, it'd be a good thing. You're, you're talking some controversy right now, but, <laughs> yeah. but I'll say, I'll tell you something that's not controversial. That feral cats are real hard on uh, native songbirds and ground nesting birds. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to leave it at that and let, let your listeners figure out oh, what that they, means. They kill them by the millions. Stephen Ronella, Meat Eater. Make sure you watch it Thursdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. Um, Now, what is some of the most – I mean, we watch you all the time on Sportsman Channel, buddy. And people have seen the amazing game you've taken, the places you've went, so on and so forth. Fantastic guests. What are some of the interesting things to you, though, that are kind of off-ball you've harvested and eaten? Like coyote. Have you ever had coyote before? Yep, yeah. I ate one of those. Really? Um, and it was, you know, I ate one because so many people have asked me about eating them, and I felt like I eventually felt like I had a professional obligation to, <laughs> to develop an educated opinion on the subject. Yeah. So I ate one down in Mexico. I was with my buddy, Remy Warren, and oh, he yeah. said... Yeah, he put it best where he tasted it and said it tastes like a uh, diver duck, like bad diver duck. Oh, really? But, yeah, but it wasn't like totally offensive, you know. And I had spent time overseas. I had spent time in Asia and in Vietnam and had there eaten a, an array of odd things, including culturally there, it's very accessible to eat domestic dog. I had had several meals of domestic dog in the time I spent in Vietnam. Um, I was never able to to enjoy it because of the feeling of guilt. And I realized <laughs> that that feeling of guilt extends in some way across the, the canine world because even eating the coyote, I couldn't really tell you, like, I, I couldn't tell you, like, is it good or not? I could just say that it made me feel real weird. Now, another situation I got into, uh, a, a great trip, I was with some indigenous hunters or some, some indigenous South American tribe down in uh, Bolivia, and I spent some time on a river hunting and fishing with those guys. Uh-huh. And I was just out with them, observing, you know. And when I was out with them, they killed a red howler monkey. Oh. And that was, that was difficult for me to see because, you know, we all draw our lines. And for me, it's like, uh, I, I guess I drew mine somewhere around the primate area. <laughs> and and uh, I'm telling you, man, it was, and, and, I, and I was out in the jungle with them, and they cooked it, and I ate it, and I wasn't able to enjoy it. I can tell you what it tastes like. It tastes like if you smoked a piece of steel cable. Oh, God. <laughs> really? That's about what it tastes like. But I, but I was like, I, I couldn't, I, mentally, I couldn't enjoy it. Hey, we got to leave it right there. Hey, can you stick around for another uh, session? All right, perfect. All right, cool. Make sure you watch Meat Eater. It is Thursdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. A big shout-out, though to Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. We will return right after this with part two with Stephen Ronella. Don't go anywhere. 
know you've got friends, but not like us. We're the type of friends who would head out with you into the desert with a shovel and no questions asked. So friend us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jim and Trav. And the revolution will continue just after we get the sand out of our boots. Hunting legend Jim Shockey in a high-risk new season. That vehicle is the only way we're getting out of here. Say goodbye to civilization. Jim Shockey's Uncharted. Hope is what keeps you going. Mondays at 5.30 Eastern on Outdoor Channel. This is the time of year to get out and cook out. So make your next meal sizzle with Camp Chef, the brand known for quality outdoor cooking equipment. To eat like a king on your next adventure, go to CampChef.com or visit your local sporting goods store and get cooking. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. So I've been a bit braggadocious to recent. Just a skosh. I've been telling everybody about my Thunder Bee silencer that I just picked up from Silence shop? Why wouldn't you? Alright, so no, let me be serious for a second. A silencer is a must-have accessory for any firearm because it makes shooting more enjoyable by reducing the blast to a much more comfortable level, doesn't it, Jimmy? Yeah, it does. And you know, Trav, hunters often go without hearing protection because it is uncomfortable. And now we're stone cold deaf. But a silencer from silencershop.com can provide hearing protection without being uncomfortable or impacting your outdoor experience. Yeah, true that, man. Plus, Silencer Shop has the simplest silencer buying experience, period, bar none, and they have the most friendly and knowledgeable staff and they're always available to help answer any questions you might have about buying a silencer that's right trap plus silencershop.com offers a huge source of videos articles and reviews to help you make an informed purchase decision that's silencershop.com silencershop.com america's most unwanted species is what we're after this week on the revolution with jim and trav presented by outdoor channel sportsman channel world fishing network and cabela's now here's part two with the meat eater Stephen Ranella. Hey, we're back for part two with Stephen Ranella. He is the mediator. When's the show on? Thursdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Where? On Sportsman's Channel. On Sportsman's Channel. There you go. All right, you know, hunting for and tasting different wild game, obviously, is an educational experience that broadens your horizons, and it gives you a history lesson on food and so on and so forth. It gives anyway, me yes. uh, uh, You know, you were talking about that's Thank you, Jimbo. Uh, when you eat dogs, does your fart sound like a bark? Uh, yes, they do. You were talking about eating dog in uh, Vietnam and even coyote down in uh, Mexico. Mexico. You know, those are practices going back a hundred years ago. They're, they're more. perfectly acceptable. You know, that's when food was meant to sustain you, Steve, and not necessarily taste, taste good. good. Exactly. So in your own home, when you introduce your family, your wife, and you, your three kids to food... Is it just for the experience, or, or do you try to, you know... Expand their horizon. Exactly. Hey, the other day, my, I, I have a six-year-old. Well, he was five the other day. He just had a birthday. Oh, happy he was birthday. five, and you, we, we sent him down to school there. We sent him down to kindergarten with a muskox sandwich. <laughs> and I was telling him... <laughs> I was telling him, I'm like, this won't mean anything to you now, but you're the only kid that read a muskox sandwich down in that school. <laughs> yeah. Now, I never have. <laughs> now, that wasn't that brine tongue that you tried to take to his TSA, was it? Same animal, different different portion. It was not a tongue sandwich. <laughs> no, we don't like to hear from it. My wife has a term, uh, polite bite. And then she makes all, the kids always take a polite bite, which turns into seven bites. <laughs> if seven bites, they're just not feeling it. Then they can get they can get away, but you know that's a lot of bites. Oh, yeah, yeah, we we, uh, we don't we don't do the whole like cooking a separate meal for the kids thing, man. Oh no, it's like I have four kids and they just need to suck it up and eat what you eat. You know, I mean, yeah. I, we have bred a generation of snobbery and laziness and just wimps, exactly. And they need to stuck. Yeah, you know, I, I feel I, that. You know, I always try to look at 
Well, I disagree with some people do where I'm like, man, I think you're missing the boat on that. I, I never try to take the approach that like they're wrong. I usually just try to take the approach that they haven't uh, had a set of experiences yet to awaken them to the thing that I feel is important because I don't want people who, who look at me and like in my life practices and what I do and be like, Oh, that guy's just wrong. It's like, no, I just had a different set of life experiences. So I know a lot of guys who used to like not save the tongues out of elk carcasses or didn't, who didn't use the ribs on their deer. And I think that when you sit down with them and you're like, Hey man, check this out. We're going to cook these up. I'm going to show you what to do with these. They're yeah. like, I'm sold. I never knew. We never did it that way when I was growing up. And there's a lot of things that I think that, you just, you know, people who hunt fish, you just learn kind of from your dad or your uncles or people you hang out with, and you just sort of adopt their practices. And in that way, I think that you become, in a way, maybe a little bit narrow-minded based on where you were brought up and who you hung out with. And that was certainly that, that case for me. And I'm still now today experimenting with things. I'm in my early 40s. I'm experimenting with things that I never fathomed when I was younger. You know, uh, and finding great things and finding like great, interesting things. And also finding some things that I will never, ever eat again. <laughs> like dog in, in, in Vietnam, you know? <laughs> yep, or coyote in Mexico. I yeah. had my last one. <laughs> there you go. First and last. Uh, you know, the, the interesting part about uh, being down in Mexico, I shot a very, very very nice whitetail down in Mexico and uh, gave the carcass, if you will, to the ranch hands. And you want to find out what they'll eat? They eat everything. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, from the stomach to the intestines to whatever. I mean, it's all consumed because that is their meat. And we wouldn't yeah, think love, of a lot I of those I love watching things. those guys break down a carcass, man. They go about it in just an interesting way with a lot of gusto. It's yeah. like when you see over in Africa when they down an elephant, they people swarm to it like flies, <laughs> you know? It's amazing. It's interesting. I know. And, they, and they're eating uh, yeah, and they're eating parts on it. The first thing they eat is the last thing a lot of Americans would want to eat, you know? Oh, yeah. All right. Talking with Stephen Ronella, Meat Eater, Thursdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. Now, Stephen, to find out more about you, website, social media, all that good stuff, man, where can we find you online? Yeah, I'm on, uh, you know, social media stuff, just under my name, Stephen Ronella, so Instagram and Twitter. The best place is to go to, go to TheMeatEater.com and check out The Meat Eater podcast, do all kinds of good stuff on there. But that's where the action is, TheMeatEater.com, or you can find us on Facebook, Meat Eater TV show, Stephen Ronella. We're there. You bet. Hey, that was Steve Ranella, and we're talking about America's most unwanted that side of meat that nobody would take. That's right. One more time, Meat Eater Thursdays, uh, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. Big shout-out to Sportsman Channel, Outdoor Channel, World Fishing Network, Nissan, and Remington. Got to get to a break. Mr. Steven, you're so awesome, buddy. God bless you. Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Hey, don't go anywhere, because coming up next is old Tim McWelch. He's our survival guru. Our survival expert. But first, here's word from Mrs. Bunny, and we will return right after this. And now, 30 Seconds with Mrs. Bunny, the expert squirrel hunter. I'm Mrs. Bunny, and this might sound a little nutty. It's early, and there's a lot of foliage on the trees, so squirrels can be difficult to spot. So work your way slowly through the trees, looking for leaves that may indicate squirrels traversing the limbs above you. In order to be a good squirrel hunter, you need to have good woodsmanship skills and the ability to move silently through the woods. It's really like deer hunting on a smaller scale, and a great way to hone your game for fall. When you spot a squirrel, slowly move into position for a clear shot and pull the trigger. Because the target is so small, you really need to practice before the season opens. I'm Mrs. Bunny. Go squirrel hunting. Welcome to the summer of the revolution. Shooting guns. Fishing. 
drinking beer, and camping. Live life to the fullest this summer and take Jim and Trav along with you at JimandTrav.com. The revolution will continue next. He's a tough-talking ex-Marine and a Hollywood icon. Harley Ermey is the gunny. You've heard the expression, when all hell breaks loose. There are lots of guns, but only one gunny. Take that! Gunny time with R. Lee Ermey, an explosive new season. Wednesdays at 7.30 and 11.30 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Outdoor Channel. Tune in to Gunny Time. Sprinkle the best of Western flavors by ordering from High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. Introducing the fastest, most effective way to clean your gun barrel. The new Remington Squeegee. To use it, simply scrub your bore with a wire brush and a few drops of Remington's All-In Cleaner to loosen any fouling. Then attach your Remington squeegee to the end of a cleaning rod or cable. And with one pull through the bore, you're done. Fast, easy, and completely reusable. Say goodbye to your father's old gun cleaning patches. And hello to 21st century gun care technology. Look for it at your favorite sporting goods retailer. Fall in a hole? Bitten by a rattlesnake? Bear attack? Paper cut? Getting lost in your own house? Where am I? And now, our survival guru, Tim McWelsh. Brought to you by Nissan, Silencer Shop, and Remington. Hey, we're back. Before the break, we heard from uh, Stephen Rinella, two-parter, and uh, we're talking about America's Most Unwanted, and then we heard from uh, Mrs. Bunny talking about squirrel hunting. Sadly, I think you and I both land on that list. <laughs> the unwanted <laughs> list. Yeah, Stephen Rinella, meat eater, makes you watch is such a great guy. Miss, did you hear Miss Bunny? She says, I've met a lot of squirrels in my life, but you two are right at the top, top of, of the, the tree. tree. Yeah. Uh, meat eater, makes you watch it Thursdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. All right, so, set up a scenario. Just now being joined by a Tim McWell. She is our resident guru survival expert yeah it's a beard growing man all right where are we jimmy all right timmy we are in northern minnesota and we're hungry oh god haven't eaten days jimbo is thinking about chopping off my leg <laughs> yeah. making a roast you know no so we're out here tim we're, we're starving we're so hungry a leg of um, lamb it's not practical to bag a moose <laughs> even though we all want to we could bulldog it um so we really need to survive keep the that calorie intake up by consuming small game. Is there anything out there for one that we can eat and that is easy for us to kill? What are those animals? You you know, you guys hit the nail right on the head. The big game is what a lot of folks think about as, you know, an emergency food source. But more often than not, for our ancestors, it's the little critters that fill the stew pot every day. And then we would just occasionally have a feast on bigger game animals. Yeah. So, you know, up north, uh, northern Minnesota, we could be enjoying all sorts of, of wonderful, tasty creatures, which maybe get a bad rap. Uh, the raccoon mm, is yeah. one of these one of these creatures. Uh, the other know, dark meat. He looks sneaky. He's got a little mask on. You know, he's prowling <laughs> around at night. Like, what is this? Like, the, like some kind of burglar from the animal kingdom. You know, he's always flipping your garbage cans over and doing vandalism and, you know, pooping in your kids' tree houses. And, and, uh, and, and that's, a, that's a true story. And that's dangerous. They carry certain parasitic creatures. They carry a, a roundworm 
which which can be communicable to humans. Oh, and wow. so if that dry if that dry raccoon poop up in your kid's treehouse gets swept up and becomes a dust in the air and you breathe it in, if there are eggs from that roundworm present, then you could actually breathe them into your lungs, they'll hatch, then you end up with worms in your lungs, and this is very hard for modern medicine to diagnose because it's just one of those weird, like, Dr. House cases, like, oh, yes, he's got anthrax and leprosy at the same time, you know? <laughs> All right, uh, so let's scratch, let's scratch the raccoon off the menu then. Yeah, I don't no, want to no, be no, no. See, huffing no raccoon poop, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, you know, if, if, we're, if we're very fastidious in our butchering process. Okay. Uh, if we're very clean in the cleaning of small game animals, and of course we're going to cook that meat until well done, yeah. then we don't have to worry about any parasites they may have carried. We don't have to worry about rabies. We don't have to worry about other types of pathogens which could be communicable to humans. And and most people find raccoon somewhat tasty. Um, I don't mind it. No. Nah, yeah. Now some of the other critters that you could get uh, up in that uh, northern Minnesota area: uh, possums, uh, porcupine. Uh, are two animals that you can get. You know, you, we were talking about raccoons. They move pretty quick. And, you know, actually, the uh, the possums move pretty quick, too. The possum is such an underrated food animal. You guys are probably going to, gonna, you know, throw the BS flag down on the ground at me. But um, I actually love possum. <laughs> do you, do you really? It's, yeah, when it's, when it's harvested from a clean area and it's just been eating its normal, natural diet, which is pretty much everything and anything. <laughs> it's omnivorous. They're <laughs> <laughs> they're they're the they're the encyclopedia picture of omnivore. They'll eat anything: plant, animal, living, dead, <laughs> rotten, fresh. They don't care. But yeah. um, if if you get one that's eating a proper wild diet <laughs> and you roast it up carefully, I've had a lot of folks tell me that the possum I prepare for them tastes like pulled pork barbecue. Really. Mm-hmm. It's it's got a it's got a somewhat pork flavor. Uh, it's it's a really uh, a light colored, delicate meat, um, and I, I think it's delicious. Yeah, but now now you know if you just take and, and harvest the animal, we're talking about possum, raccoon, whatever it may be, and you roast it over a fire, isn't that meat all going to taste about the same? There is so much similarity there. Uh, the roasted flavor of meat, you know, that's just sort of your that's sort of your baseline. But I sound like some kind of connoisseur here. There are there are notes, you know, there are elements to these different species, and within within certain animal families, you have a similar flavor. Uh, I can detect the flavor of rodent in every rodent, no matter how diverse. So if I'm eating squirrel and rabbit, I'm tasting a really light essence of rodent. But mm. uh, if I'm eating something bigger and darker, like beaver meat, yeah, I can still taste the rodent in there. But it's it's a very different flavor from, you know, the smaller, uh, lighter meat cousins. Uh, reptiles taste like reptiles. Birds taste like birds. Rodents taste like rodents. And, and there's just kind of that familial flavor there, you know, that, that seems to be a constant. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Tim McWelch. And, uh, of course, he said that when you get out there in the woods, be about yourself. Know what you can eat, what you can't. And if all else fails, eat yourself. Eat yourself. Have some maybe uh, possum nuggets and watch Harry Potter this weekend. Enjoy yeah, yourself. <laughs> all right. So he, I would if it was relevant. He is our resident survival expert. Hop on JimmyTrap.com. You can read his blogs, listen to his interviews, JimmyTrap.com.
Training.com. Also hop on uh, AdvancedSurvivalTraining.com. Attend some of his outstanding survival classes in person. Or you can go to OutdoorLifeU.com. That is an online university that he teaches for outdoor life. Also check out all of his survival blogs at OutdoorLife.com forward slash survival. Now, Mr. Tim, where can we find you online? Do you have, besides your website, AdvancedSurvivalTraining.com, do you have social media, anything like that, man? Yeah, when I'm not impersonating a young Professor Dumbledore uh, at Outdoor Like You, uh, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Tim Mac Welch, T-I-M-M-A-C-W-E-L-C-H. All right, so big shout out to Outdoor Channel. Who's this brought uh, to you by? Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and Outdoor Life. Mr. Tim, you're so awesome, buddy. God bless you. Likewise, Jim and Trav. God bless you. You bet. Hey, coming up next, we've got Mitch Petrie, and this guy knows a heck of a lot about what? Yeah, he is the vice president of programming for Outdoor Sportsman Group. I would have said that. Plus, he's with Wardens, presented by Streamlight. He is coming up next. Don't go anywhere. We will return right after this with old Mitch. Peace out. Faces for radio, voices for the deaf, and slightly inappropriate all the time. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Online at JimandTrav.com. Stick around. The boys will be right back. Two brothers dropped in the middle of the Arctic for 30 days with one mission. Get out alive. It's completely unpredictable. This is Alaska. She will throw everything she can at you. If she wants to fight us with weather, we're going to fight back. We're not survivalists. We're big game hunters that love to test ourselves. Hey there! Alaska doesn't ask you to leave. It tells you to leave. Dropped. Escape the Arctic. New episodes. Mondays at 9 p.m. Eastern. Only on Outdoor Channel. Located in the heart of Maui's premier resort, Kanapali Beach Hotel is officially recognized as Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel and the number one best value in Hawaii. With a range of accommodations and affordable dining options, this is the ideal setting to turn Hawaiian dreams into lifelong memories. Live Hawaiian entertainment every evening, free year-round children's programs, weekly arts and crafts fairs, welcome breakfast, and departure kukui lei ceremonies add to the value. Swim in the whale-shaped pool, indulge in the fabulous spa and hotel salon, enjoy Hawaiian hospitality at its best at the Ka'anapali Beach Hotel. Call 800-262-8450 or go to kbhmaui.com. That's kbhmaui.com. Aloha. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and High Mountain Seasonings. We're on an extreme adventure this week. Chasing America's most unwanted and invasive species. Now, a very special interview with Mitch Petrie, Vice President of Programming for Outdoor Sportsman Group. Here are the boys. Hey, we're back. Before the break, we heard from old Tim McWelch, and of course, he talked about uh, how to be able to eat various things while you're out there if you're lost. I got a hankering for possum now. Oh, me uh, too. America's most unwanted on today's show. We're talking about the throwaway animals, as people would say. But now, quiet down! Shut your mouths! We're just now being rowdy crowd around here, Jimbo. <laughs> yeah, they are. We're just now being joined, and we salute Mitch Petrie. He is the vice president of programming for Outdoor Sportsman Group. He doesn't have 
time for our BS. Uh, also, make sure you watch Warden's presented by Streamlight. He's a very important man. Um, it's a great There's radios song. going off all over the country. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Smith Petrie. Uh, once again, Warden's makes you watch it presented by Streamlight on Outdoor Channel. Now, okay, a lot of people don't know this, Mitch, and I know Jimbo, he falls in that category. Uh, you have quite the extensive background in coyote hunting, fox hunting, and so, you know. Just predator hunting. These poor little critters, they get a bad rap because every time you see it on the news. <laughs> Yep, snatch someone's kitty. <laughs> um, is it that big of a deal? I mean, really, I like to hunt them. Uh, do you think it's nearly as bad as people say it is? Blown out of proportion a bit, maybe? Yeah, are coyotes a problem in America? I, I don't think they're a top ten problem in in America or even in the hunting space. But they certainly in in some parts of the country are in the ranch countries and that where you know, they'll actually hire trained hunters, uh, you know, who go out full time just to control those populations. Where, where I'm at in Minnesota, they are a little bit more of a, a, a nuisance at most, uh, certainly in the metropolitan area. Um, and, you know, while there's the threat that they, you know, take your pets, uh, I think your children are relatively safe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think it's something to keep an eye on. Uh, for hunters, they just provide a fantastic opportunity to extend your season. Yeah, well, you know, the, the proliferation of coyotes across the country, they've actually seen coyotes in New York City. How the heck they got there, we have no idea. But all across the country, and of course, you get out into California, uh, you know, we've encroached on their land. And so, therefore, I mean, they're they're happy to eat tabby, aren't they? Absolutely. You know, I actually had a new experience this year. Uh, we went turkey hunting in South Dakota, and, and my son and I had our, our an archery double. So, we had about two and a half days left of the camp, and we went prairie dog shooting. And oh yeah, same type of deal. Where yeah, we you know you set up and we were taking shots from you know twenty to three hundred and twenty yards. Oh, and yeah, and it, and it's nice to be able to you know squeeze the trigger and you know burn through a hundred rounds of ammo. But at the same time, you're you know playing the wind. You're learning you know the windage uh, on your on your rifle. And uh, by the time you start you know hitting these uh, prairie dogs, which are not big at three hundred yards, you know you're becoming a better shooter, which obviously plays into your next deer or elk or big game season. Yeah. Well, you know, here in the West, of course, we have prairie dogs. Back East, they've got to ground dogs. You know, Puxatawney Phil, you know, nobody shoots him. But nevertheless, uh, yeah, you can find something to hunt all over the country throughout all 12 months, can't you? Absolutely. There's no off-season here, and uh, I think I'm going to get that on my license plate. I just have to figure out how to make it work in seven letters. You know, <laughs> Signs that, of the time. That's kind of interesting, because you get on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, and you see all these kids, and even my kids do, you know, out there with their, their first deer, second deer, mule deer, maybe elk, whatever. It's rare anymore when you do see kids out there holding up their first rabbit, prairie dog, birdie. I mean, it seems like a lot of times we overlook the smaller game like they're less important for the bigger game. I think it is so essential and almost a bigger reward when you go after a prairie dog or something. Uh, absolutely. I, I think it's important with youth to start small. You know, if, if uh, you have a child who starts watching Lee and Tiffany and, and they think that they need to be you know, shooting 200-inch deer out of the gates, we're, we're yeah. doing a disservice to those kids. And uh, I learned by shooting rabbits with my brother-in-law, actually, is how I got back into hunting back in the day. And, uh, you know, progressed to shooting pheasants. And then when I committed to hunting deer, I, you know, it's important, I think, to, out of respect for the animal, to 
you know, learn about that deer. You know, you don't need to go out and shoot a trophy your first time out. Uh, I, I tell you, I've practiced on a lot of, you know, does and small bucks before I started shooting bigger animals. And the reality is I'm still not shooting deer over 120, 130 inches with, uh, with consistency. So I'm ready for a big one this year, but you know what? It's been a lifelong of training. Uh, you're listening to Mitch Petrie. Make sure you watch Wardens presented by Streamlight returning in a Q3. He's also the vice president of programming, uh, for Outdoor Sportsman Group. Now let's talk about Outdoor Sportsman Group. Uh, real fast. That's World Fishing Network, Sportsman Channel, and Outdoor Channel. Three of the biggest networks in the entire world when it comes to hunting and fishing, outdoor-related sports. Now, what kind of pressure is that on you, man? Obviously, you guys are in the forefront of all media in outdoors. I mean, people get it from you first. You're educating the masses about recreating outdoors. How are you guys staying fresh? What are you guys trying to do uh, to present this to the people? Yeah, you know, we, we do it. We have a couple of different strategies. One is that, you know, we're creating our own programming that we hope appeals to a broad group of viewers, not just the hardcore active enthusiasts, but yeah. people who might be curious about it or, you know, like they watch adventure programming. So, you know, shows like Alaska's Wild Gourmet is a, is, is one of those or the Gunfather, which are kind of traditional character driven type stories, even wardens to help educate and, and bring people in. Um, you know, that's one part of our strategy. And, and then the, the second part that I oversee is working with really over a hundred independent producers who are all extremely passionate about the outdoors and what they do. And so it, sometimes it's a little like herding cats because, you know, we, we have to, we, we have to keep them all going in the right direction. But by and large, they are, you know, great people with a great passion and, and, and the challenge in managing them is really just making sure that that passion is, is focused on, you know, on the right things, which are, you know, getting people engaged and, you know, educating them, informing them about opportunities to participate in the outdoors. And, you know, we can't forget entertaining, you know, our, our viewers want to be entertained. And, uh, you know, so it, it's a full-time job. I, I can guarantee that. And, uh, and, and I love every minute of it, but uh, it's keeping me busy. That's for sure. That's right. One last time, talking to uh, Mitch Petrie. Make sure you watch Wardens presented by Streamlight. He is also the vice president of programming for Outdoor Sportsman Group. Now, Mr. Mitch, to find out more about you guys, Outdoor Sportsman Group, all new lineup for this summer and fall, where can we find you guys online? Always at OutdoorChannel.com or TheSportsmanChannel.com or WorldFishingNetwork.com. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. And kids these days, they all know how to find it. Just look for Outdoor Channel or Sportsman's Channel or World Fishing Network. You bet. Hey, that was Mitch Petrie. And this guy knows a heck of a lot about programming because you can see it every week on Outdoor Channel. That's right. Big shout out to Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, Nissan, Remington, and Silencer Shop. Got to get to a break. Mr. Mitch, man, you're so awesome, buddy. God bless you. Thanks, guys. The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Friend us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. And stay connected all the time at JimandTrav.com. Stay right there. Jim and Trav will return in a moment. There it is. The boat launch. The proving ground for all truck drivers. A place where reputations are made and destroyed. As you back your truck down the ramp, there's a hundred people watching. You can almost hear the voices in their heads. He's going to mess this up, isn't he? His angle's way off. Pass the popcorn. I could use a good laugh. But you're not here to amuse them. You're driving a Nissan Titan XD. 
The hill start assist helps keep the truck from rolling backward, and the around view monitor has built-in trailer guides, so your aim will never be less than true. And that sound you hear as the boat hits the water? That's not laughter. That's the silent admiration of the crowd. The Nissan Titan XD, with available Cummins diesel. Take on every duty. The Cummins diesel and hill start assist are available options. AVM is a parking aid. May not detect every object. Towing capability varies by configuration. See owner's manual and towing guide for proper use. It's been said that the history of weapons is indeed the history of the world. It's simple elegance. It's a gun that just runs. Join host Joe Montaigne as he explores the legends and folklore behind some of the most iconic weapons in the world. From classic military and civilian firearms to rare and exotic oddities. Gun Stories, all new episode Wednesday at 11 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Outdoor Channel. The Revolution with Jim and Trav present Real Men of the Outdoors. Real Men of the Outdoors. Today we salute you, Mr. Jim. Look who it is, it's Jim. With his endless supply of Tommy Bahama outfits, safari hats, and sandals. What were you thinking? I was going to change my name to Tommy Bahama. You think it looks natural, but it couldn't look weirder. Unless maybe it had a propeller. Oh, look at the freak! I do have new shorts. (laughs) Well, I got Hollywood legs. I I like to wear shorts and a t-shirt when I record. Do you know that I have barbecue sauce on my knuckle? Yeah, I did lick it off. So once again, we salute you, oh grandpappy of the outdoors, Mr. Jim. I don't know if it was from yesterday or last week. It's the grandpappy of the outdoors. All right, everybody, put your balls away. Okay, that's enough. Stop, please. Don't be sad. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. If there's anything else you want to add, now's the time. To stay up to date with the boys, log on to JimandTrav.com. Hey, this is a great show, and I found out a lot of things about things I could eat and things I shouldn't eat. Things that'll make you really fat, like raccoons. And things that go bump in the night. All right, so special thank you to Stephen Ranella, Mitch Petrie, Tim McWelch, and Mrs. Bonnie. Thank you. You bet, guys. Hey, we want to thank our 445 affiliate stations or advertisers and everyone that makes the show possible like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, our producer Mark Maneri, and Frank the Sound Guy. Alright, so get outdoors this week and take some kids with you. Go frog gigging. Oh. Uh, teach them how to be uh, good stewards of the land and uh, don't get sunburned. Alright, so... Make sure uh, they don't jump out of the pan when you cook them. Yeah, God bless you boys and girls. Don't go anywhere. Your local news and weather is next. We will return next week right? with another show. With another show. Miss Bunny, last word. Have a good weekend, guys. That's it. Alright, bye. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.